What's up, everyone? Dustin Bass here with just a quick little request. If you enjoy our podcast, could you do us a huge favor and leave us a rating and a review? The reason we ask you to do that is because when we get more ratings and reviews, more people are able to find the show. So if you're enjoying the content that we're putting out, we would greatly appreciate if you helped spread the word. So leave us a rating, leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Thanks so much. And let's get on with the show. All right, what's up, everyone? Welcome to a, another episode of your very favorite moment in time. I had a hard time getting that one out because I didn't know exactly where I was going. <laughs> I wasn't sure where you were going on that one either. I don't even, you know what? I think by the end of this episode, I don't even think we'll know where we have been. But regardless, this is the Sons of History podcast. I'm Dustin Bass. And I am Alan Joaquin. And we are just a couple of days past July 4th, Independence Day. We do hope that you had a wonderful Independence Day in your celebration. Uh, Alan, how was yours? Uh, Mine was very relaxing. I visited my mom and I also uh, hung out out with some friends. She touched my leg. (laughs) Okay, kill him. (laughs) (laughs) so okay well great um yeah so mine was pretty good thanks for asking uh spent the day on the lake oh out Mm -hmm. here in uh, lake conroe with Mm -hmm. my family uh we just had a a good time had the jet skis my aunt and uncle uh have a couple of jet skis so that was fun uh and then after that went over to a good friend's mine friend of mine uh their house and had dinner and just hung out mm-hmm. and talked about the ongoing, uh, I guess, end of the world stuff going on right now here in the U.S. You know, it, it seems that way. Every time I'm looking around, I see things that just astonish me. Yeah, it is very, very alarming. And I think that some powerful people are playing games with all of us. And I think they're creating a monster that even they cannot control. So, yeah. Well, that's what it, that is what it appears to be at the moment. And mm-hmm. I don't know what the end game is going to be. I mean, I, I know that there are some who have a desire for a certain type of change. Um, and if we tell people what it is, they're like going, yeah, right. Conspiracy theorists. Right. But, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, right. hey, stuff's been going on for very long time and i've been introducing some of my friends to some of this stuff um as far as like this is not like illegitimate you know you know pie in the sky type of stuff this is like legitimate historians you know mm-hmm. referencing different things writing thoroughly you know uh the the i guess the more or less some of the the higher ups of professors um, who have studied this type of stuff. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, if you want any of that information, don't ask us, do your own research. All right, so moving on, shall we? Um, let's do our book and movie recommendation. I did not go to your... We didn't meet this week, not because you're you're no longer sick. Uh, you no longer you know, have the possibility of having the... Uh, what people think are, is the most deadly disease known to man... Um, in the history of mankind. In the history of mankind. Um, hello, Black Plague. You have been uh, usurped. 
So um, let's go ahead and do the book and movie recommendation. But I wasn't at your place uh, today to do the recording because I strained my back like a really old man. Uh, so I was like, uh, no, I'm going to just, I'm going to stick it out here. I don't feel like carrying and, uh, doing a bunch of stuff. So, uh, I'll go ahead and start with our book and movie recommendation. If you don't mind, um, the book that well, I am, would it, would it, would it matter if it did or I don't really think it would. Um, but you know, uh, I'm all about democracy since that's, uh, apparently what a lot of people think that, uh, this country is anyways. Um, all right. I want to reference this book, America's Constitution, A Biography. This is by Akil Reed Amar. Um, If you want to get a taste of what this guy is all about, just go check out some of his uh, lectures on YouTube. Whenever he talks about the Constitution, it really fires me up to learn more because he is so... He's so amped up about it. You can tell that he's just excited to talk about the Constitution. Um, and he's written this book on, well, it's, it's actually very, very interesting that you would, he would come up with an idea like this. And even the name sort of gives it away. Sort of the America's Constitution, a biography, like he gives the, the lifetime of the Constitution coming into uh, fruition. So, I encourage this book, and uh, yeah, I think you'll really enjoy it, and it will give you a lot of information on how the Constitution came to be um, and the thoughts behind it. My movie recommendation, this was a movie that came out toward the end of last year. Unfortunately, with the whole COVID-19 thing, I don't really think it got that much play because I only came across this movie preview, um, I want to say just like a week or two ago. I think it was two weeks ago that I ran across this and I saw the preview and I was like, oh man, I'm going to see if I can can find this movie and watch it. And uh, really good. It is uh, set in 1933. It is when Stalin is running the USSR and there's all this propaganda going on that he is the savior of Mother Russia, more or less, um, and he's doing all these great things. And this guy um, is, you know, Jones is a is a reporter. He's a freelance uh, writer. And so he had just gotten through doing an article with, you know, he had done an interview with Adolf Hitler. And so he wanted to get a sit down interview with Joseph Stalin. And so he tries to work his, you know, magic to get that done. So he ends up going to Russia, going to Moscow, uh, tries to get connected with uh, Joseph Stalin, uh, get an interview. He meets a guy who is sort of running the propaganda campaign, which oddly enough, if not ironically enough, especially nowadays, uh, is run by this guy who is working for the New York Times, uh, who's a Pulitzer Prize winner at the time, uh, still had his Pulitzer Prize. They, they put that at the very end. Um, this guy is real messed up, sinister guy, and he's running more or less Stalin's propaganda campaign to let people think that everything is just so wonderful uh, over in the USSR. He ends up going to Ukraine uh, where things are supposed to be lovely. And that's where actually the famine is going on and all that he sees and he, you know, somehow survives. I'm giving a lot of the movie away, but it's, 
it's based on the on the true story um, of what happened. But then it comes down to telling the truth and the truth that is incredibly difficult to do, especially politically. Um, there's a lot of backlash when the truth comes out. And so that's where you have to sort of, he has to deal with all of this. So I highly encourage not just people to watch that movie, but if you're a journalist, uh, <laughs> specifically if you're with the New York Times, uh, but if you're a journalist, I highly encourage you to watch this movie and understand that your primary job is to tell the truth. So there you go. I, it's funny that you would um, discuss a movie such as this because usually movies of that period are always about Germany. Yeah. Germany, bad Germany, bad uncle Joe. Good. Right. Soviet union. Good. Our allies. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's insane. Our, our ally only, only because the Hitler-Stalin partnership kind of fell apart mm -hmm. on June 22nd, 1941, when Hitler stabbed his good buddy in the back. Yeah. You know, because Soviets, uh, you know, they did invade quite a few countries prior mm -hmm. to they get being attacked by Nazi right. Germany. But, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. And I, I completely agree. Like, there is just such... And look, they're both terrible they're both the the wickedness of i guess you could almost say like you want to find the height of wickedness you know just look to the 20th century and you'll find two faces and 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 really you could sort of say three faces with mao but you could also toss in you know a number of others uh in there but Correct. stalin does not get his just due when it comes to Hollywood in particular. And I think the reason why this movie was sp specifically made was this was not made in Hollywood. Uh, this was, I want to say it was a Polish film. I know the, the director is Polish um, and she did a fantastic job with this movie. It is, it is slow, but it is um, understandably slow. Um, and I think necessarily slow uh, until things really pick up. So yeah. What, well, what do you I'm got? A, I'm, I'm have to look at this movie. Uh, for me, mine's going to be a little bit more lighthearted with all the stuff that's going on. That's mm -hmm. quite depressing. That's just quite depressing. I wanted to um, at least have people enjoy their time with my recommendations. Okay. Uh, the book. The book is it's a children's series of books. Uh, they were called the Landmark Series. Now these were these were the books that I used to read as a kid when I was hiding out in the library back in the. Uh, my fun days of uh, middle school and high school. Um, one in particular called the great American fighter pilots of world war II. Um, it's, it's, it's a fascinating book. It, it talks so much about some of the greatest uh, fighter pilots uh, that served in the, uh, you know, the American, well, back then it was called the army air force. Mm -hmm. um, but um, you know, like uh, Richard Bong, Richard Bong is the um, the greatest uh, fighter pilot in American history. Uh, Forty confirmed kills. Um, flew the P thirty eight Lightning. Uh, unfortunately, he was uh, test piloting. Um, I think it was the Air Cobra on the same day that the Hiroshima bomb was dropped, yeah. August sixth. So he was killed in a flying accident. So he didn't live long enough to see the end of uh, the end of the war. Mm -hmm. 
but uh, but it, it is uh, you know any any of the landmark series books are good for you know as an introduction for children if they want to read about um, you know not just World War II but other wars as well as historical figures. Um, for movies, um, I'm going to recommend the the Christopher Nolan Batman series. Yeah, that'll really set you uh, at ease. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I've, I've been watching um, Batman. I think it's Batman Returns, and then um the dark knight and the dark is it the dark knight returns um dark knight rises dark knight rises okay the thing i like about those movies is the score when hans zimmer it, man can't be i'm it. telling you man it 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 just is like wow it's like sometimes it's watching a music video Back when MTV used to have music videos, get out of here! That's the uh, stupidest comparison uh, I've ever heard in my entire well, life. You know, <laughs> well, I mean, like, like in the first in the first movie, there's this scene where he discovers uh, these bats, and then and then goes down into the cave, and mm-hmm. there's like just millions of bats, and he stands up, and and the music just is like, oh yeah, that's a great know. scene. Yeah, very yeah. iconic right there. Yeah. And then and then even in the second and third movies where, you know, like at the beginning when you mm-hmm. have the uh, the bank robbery, there's this mu- the, the music in the background. And then um, at the beginning where um, Bane, they hijack that plane at yeah. the very beginning. Uh-huh. And it's just it's a it's a upbeat like, you know, and, and it goes throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, it's it's what set Star Wars and Jaws apart from other movies of its era in that if you have a spectacular score, a great score, um, it makes or breaks it. It makes a good movie into a great movie. I yeah. mean, Jaws would not Jaws or Star Wars would not be as good without the music in the background. Mm. And, yeah, uh, and Christopher Nolan. Yeah, Christopher Nolan. Uh, who, who who's the uh, guy who does the the score or the theme? Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Okay. Yeah. Academy Awards. All those guys. Oh yeah, he's great stuff. He did uh, the Lion King. I think that's the one uh, Oscar that he did get. So, but he's oh, done. Okay. I think he's done uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. He did uh, Gladiator. He did all this. Yeah, glad. Oh, Gladiator. Yeah. Gladiator was yeah. great. Gladiator was great. So. So you think darkness is your ally? Okay, let's move on, shall we? <laughs> Let us <laughs> before because I'll get started on all those impersonations and then we won't get anywhere. Um, but let's get somewhere. It is beginning of July. Parents, you have a couple of months to prepare um, your kids for their education coming up uh, the new school year. Now, coronavirus, uh, COVID-19 pandemic, whatever you want to, however you want to reference it, this is shutting some doors, but it's also opening up some doors. And I think, and I actually hope and pray that this pandemic is opening up a door and opening up some eyes for parents to realize I need to, I need to protect my kids from what's going on within the education system. Um, Amen. And Amen. I, Amen. Yeah. And I think that this is a grand opportunity. Um, and we want to hit on this and encourage you to consider heavily, strongly, <laughs> however you want to phrase it, strongly consider homeschooling your child. 
And you may think right at the very beginning of this episode that you're like, Dustin, Alan, you freaking idiots. I am not capable of teaching my kids all of this stuff. Well, two things I want to point out. One, do you think all the teachers that you're sending your kid to are actually capable? I have run across, you know, I've, I've been studying this stuff for so long and seeing the detriment on our kids and how these how these kids are not progressing over the decades, not just over the past few years since No Child Left Behind. No, over the decades, they have not been progressing. We have not been getting smarter. And yet information is at our fingertips like it has never been before. The best teachers are at our fingertips like never before. And yet we continue to use the government subsidized education system that is fraught with corruption. It's fraught with failure. And it's it praises and absolutely um, really just enables mediocrity almost at every level. And so I am saying, and I will take this on personally, I am saying, let's look into this and let's consider homeschooling our kids. You have so many sources because our schools are not getting better. In fact, of all the schools from public schools, just the regular government run public schools to the charter schools, which are also public schools to private schools, to Catholic schools, public schools underperform all of them. And you may think, well, Dustin, uh, actually, public schools and charter schools are sort of neck and neck. If you look at the if you look at the numbers, and public schools to an extent um, are uh, outperforming. Well, yeah, if you but you got to look much deeper than that because across the board, charter schools are performing better, and they're way more cost effective for for per student, which is really the antithesis of government um, to be cost effective. But at that same instance is they are utilizing all of the resources that they have per student at a better rate than they're doing in just the general public schools. So, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm curious, do can you take a few classes from a public school online? Um, give you an example, math. OK, math, there's really not going to be any indoctrination in math. And, you know, it's cut and dry. So let's say you want to you want to teach, you want to homeschool history and you want to homeschool, man, I don't know, geography or rhetoric or or anything for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you're like, you know, I don't have the you proper are, knowledge. Let me just go ahead and stop you now, because I feel like I'm talking to a robot here. Your phone Why? is sort of messing up. Um, I don't know if you've gotten under a table of metal. No, 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 no. I'm, okay, I'm there you go. Room. Now you're where you need to be. Go ahead. Okay, well, I'm moving to a different location. So, okay. Um, now, is it possible uh, to take some school, some online classes from a public education that you may not have, you know, the skill set for? I'll give you an example. Uh, when you get into math, and you get into some of the, uh, you know, the upper courses, uh, let's say uh, geometry or, uh, or algebra two, 
mm-hmm. or trigonometry, calculus, anything, anything in that sort of uh, sort. I don't know if parents can handle that. Uh, basic math, yes, you know, multiplication, division, uh, fractions. But you know, but in terms of maybe history, history is a big example that I think needs to be homeschooled. Yeah. And one of the great sources that I could think of that parents can turn to is, of course, the Sons of History. But you know. Let's say you've never heard of us. Um, there are just countless books out there. You know, if you want to, if you've decided that you want your kids to learn about, say, the Middle Ages, you know, you can go to some of, uh, you know, you can go to, say, Amazon and look at, you know, books on the medieval period yeah. or even the Roman period, the classical antiquity, you know, that, that kind of thing. Yeah. And you can, and you can actually, you know, one of the things that I get in the habit of is, is that if I want to read a book, that's not being, that's not another indoctrinational tool. Uh, let's say something um, that, um, that Howard Zinn recommends, mm-hmm. I will immediately scratch it off my list. Okay? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, there is a book that I did purchase that Howard Zinn did recommend, but it was the only one of its kind, and, and I did want to read it, so I went ahead and purchased it, mm-hmm. uh, well, knowing I, full I, well. I think that the, what they're doing with um, the whole public school thing is you mm-hmm. um, have to sign up and be like, okay, I'm going. So I know here in at least some of the districts here in Texas. What they're doing is you are able to decide, okay, my kid is going to go to the school and be a student, or they're going to stay home and learn uh, via online, right? And so you have that option. But I I don't think that you're able to just pick and choose which classes you're going to do through the school system and then choose whatever you want to uh, somewhere else. I wonder. I wonder why not. It'd be like a. It would be like a line item veto. Something that you don't want your kids to go through. You're like, okay, well, I don't want him to. I don't want him to learn history um, in a public school mm-hmm. because uh, God only knows what what they are going to feed them. Yeah. Um, but but if it, you know, like I said, if it's math, math is not something. Um, chemistry, physics, biology. Okay. Though the, there's there is merit in taking courses in, in public school, Mm -hmm. um, for those particular classes. Um, but then there's going to be others where you're, where I'd be hesitant to send my kids to school and and listen to, uh, you know, so. Oh yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, look, there are a lot of, there are a lot of things that it's like, why would I send my son or daughter there to just really get the, the, the thing is like indoctrination is happening at, too high of a level and it's happening too often and people may be like well doesn't that you know they're not really look they are and they've been they've been pursuing this track for you know well over 60 70 years they've been doing it for yeah. quite some time and and to your point like the national assessment of educational progress puts out their nation's report card every year And it gauges the progress of fourth, eighth, and 12th graders, you know, year over year. Um, The thing is, like, these these kids are not, and it shows, like, they're very very transparent about it. Um, They're very forthcoming. And it's, like, the proficiency ratings for these subjects are horrendous. And speaking of mathematics, 25% of, of 12th graders are proficient in math. 
you know, 20, 25%. Yeah, 25%. 22% are proficient in science. So, you know, geography is 20%. Uh, civics is, you know, 24%. If, if your student is even actually getting that, because uh, I know a lot of places, not a lot of schools in a lot of states have gotten rid of teaching civics. U.S. history, as we've discussed a number of times and is on our website, 12%. 12% are proficient in U.S. history, which explains a lot of what's going on now that you know, you've got all these youngsters running around, you know, like, I hate this, I hate that. You don't even know what it is that you hate. You've just been, and and, and for parents out there who are like, hmm, I don't know if they're being in, indoctrinated us, and I don't think that that, well, then you haven't been watching the news. You haven't been on social media lately, because this is indoctrination at a very high level, and that's exactly what it is. It's like, it's fine to to understand, you know, the good and the bad. But it's not good if you only focus on the bad. And there are a ton of teachers out there who have a certain ideology and they only want to, fo- they, they see this as a moment to get on a soapbox and practice their ideology or practice their beliefs and say, this is what it is and this is what, and they're completely wrong. They are only touching on, if I were to, if I were to come up to a girl and only point out all the bad things about me, you know, or if I were to try to introduce, you know, one of my friends to a girl and be like, Hey, I want you to meet my friend and just talk about all of the negative things about the person. The girl is going to be like, Oh my God, you're disgusting. You're sick. I'm out of here. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I don't, I'm sure I told you the story, uh, a girl that I dated, um, about 20 years ago, Mm-hmm. And her her son, well, I don't know if it was 20 years ago, but further than 10 years ago, but her son was taking a Texas history course. He was in junior high. So um, I read one of his uh, reports, and everything that he was stating was bad stuff regarding the Texas our Texas heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim, Jim Bowie, uh, William Travis, David Crockett, Sam Houston. Every, you know, he was highlighting in his in his report, um, that Jim Bowie had slaves, that uh, William Travis had slaves. Jim Bowie didn't invent the uh, Bowie knife. And, and, you know, I looked at him, I was like, is this all you have to say about, you know, the Texas heroes? And, you know, he's like shrugging his shoulders. So I, I looked at his textbook and w- the words that he was, that he was writing were echoed from, uh, from the textbook. Yeah. The textbook itself was emphasized the bad things from the heroes of the Alamo and, and of San Jacinto. Hmm. And then it would go, it would go on. And, and I, I don't know if this was something that should be in history, maybe something dealing with, um, you know, anthropology or something. I don't know, but they would, you know, or, or cultural studies, but yeah. they would talk about, I mean, this Texas history would say so-and-so was the first Hispanic woman to start a business and such and such. Uh, so-and-so was the first um, uh, black man to be on the radio. So-and-so was the first Hispanic to blah, blah, you know? And I was like, I was like, is this, this isn't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, granted, I'm not saying, okay, don't learn that, Mm -hmm. but it, it was, it, it was striking that I could distinguish between the positive stories that I found in the Texas history book versus the negative ones. Mm -hmm. And the ones that I grew up with loving and, and honoring were being spoken of in a bad way yeah. 
while at the same time, something that I don't know should be considered history. Maybe that should be something dealing with ethnic studies was being highlighted as good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and, it's all about an overarching or an underlying, however you want to view it, narrative. That's mm-hmm. what it's about. It's about, okay, how can we denigrate America as a whole while also making it seem like we're not doing that? And it's very sinister what is taking place. Well, the proof is in what we're seeing right now. Exactly. When, when, you, when you have discussions, you know, I'm, I'm watching these videos where they're asking people, okay, today's the 4th of July. What exactly are we celebrating? And they're like, I don't know, fireworks? <laughs> and they're laughing. And they go, who did, who did we get our independence from? And they're like going, they're looking at each other. I, I don't know. Um, the South? And, the, you know, and, what, and this one guy said, okay, so, so you had, uh, he, he was throwing names. So we had uh, John Wilkes Booth, and, and he mentioned a few other people that weren't, in the Revolutionary War, but stated these guys all signed the Declaration of Independence, mm-hmm. and and they're just looking at him like, oh, okay, cool, and it okay, <laughs> I mean this this was this is um, this is the, the labor or, or the fruit of our labor. Yeah, this is uh, these are our future leaders. Yeah, and, these and, are the people who are going to lead the country, bro. It's like, and people are like, Dustin. Don't be hammering on our on our school teachers. Like, look, I'm not hammering on the school teachers. I'm sure there are a lot of good school teachers out there. I am good friends with a number of school teachers who really do care. But a couple of things to keep in mind. There is a ton of bureaucracy, a ton, federal, state, and local bureaucracy in the public education system. I have had uh, teachers come to me and complain and talk to me about Dustin. They do not give us ample time to talk about or or even teach the subjects, you know. Mm -hmm. And there has been, um, with this whole coronavirus thing, you know, people are really coming out and saying, okay, why is it that my, my kid is able to knock out all of their work in two, maybe three hours? And you've got my kid for like eight or nine hours. What are you doing? You know, I've, I've heard that, that teachers are talking about, you know, it takes it. There's a whole hour dedicated and especially like to, for, for young elementary students, a whole hour in the day dedicated just to going to the bathroom. They've all I'm got, sorry? Like, yeah, to go 15 minutes, 20 minutes, you know, they got to go multiple times during the day. An entire hour in that school day is dedicated strictly for going to the bathroom. It's like you are not an efficient method for the most important thing in this country, aside from religion and morality, I believe, because like our founding father said, you can't have this constitution is not going to be any good if you don't have a moral people. But aside from that, aside from that, like education is paramount. Miseducation is destructive and then, but you've got just all of this inefficiency going on. You've got teachers and look, I love a lot of the teachers out there. I think they're great. I think they're also, hopefully a lot of them are becoming disillusioned with all that's going on. But at the same time, it's like they are, I mean, I know I'm going to, I know I'm going to catch hell for some of this, but they are, I don't want to say that they're not for the kids, 
because I know that they are. I know that there are mm-hmm. a lot of them that are, they are there to teach the kids. They are there to help the kids. But if you were to say, should these kids have school choice? Should these kids be able to leave a bad school and go to another school? To a public school or, or another public school or a private school or a charter school? A ton of them will say, no, no, that is not right. Why? And, it, and to an extent, it's not because they believe that they shouldn't go. It's because they're told to believe this. And why is that? It's because that's called job security. The two largest, and look, this is not 1912 or 1913. This is not the progressive era of trying to get unions started. Look, unions have now been around for a very long time here in the U.S. And the two largest unions in the United States of America are teacher unions. And so to think that you actually have a say, why do you think that all of these strikes go on and these teachers are like, we need more pay, we need more pay, despite the fact that, you know, it's being drained, you know, we're being drained financially and as much and as, you know, as we pour more money into the education system, it still does not get better. It stays the same. You can look at the numbers. You can look at the statistics. The NAEP put together a 60-page report in 2012, and it is pretty much flatline on math, reading, and writing. I swear to you, it's incredible. And to justify, we need to get better pay. We need, you don't, you don't work, you know, however many weeks out of the year. You get summer off. You get these winter vacations. Like, what are you talking about? We need more pay. Work, work the entire year then, like every other American. Yeah. And look, and you know, I, I look, that. and I, I, I don't care anymore when if teachers are like, you don't know how difficult it is. No, I, I've never been a teacher. I don't know how uh-huh. difficult the day is, but I do know this. I know that if I do a bad job at my job, I'm fired. I don't have a union to back yeah. me up and make it almost right. impossible for me to get fired. And I also know that I don't get the entire summer off and I don't get weeks off during, during the winter break. I also know that I don't get spring break off. And so, and I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, no, I don't get two weeks off for Christmas. I don't get, there's a lot of holidays I have to work through. And, uh, you know, I, I angered this one person because I corrected her on something and it was something in regards to, she was saying that teachers have a thankless job. And I just looked at her and I said, we all do. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I'm in 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 IT. I'm in IT. And do you think that I'm, you know, I, I get thanked all the time. No, a lot of times I have to, I get calls from some of the people where I want to bash my head up against the wall because I can't understand how did I get this guy to call me? Unbelievable. And and, and it's and it's never. I mean, yes, there are some people who, who show gratitude, but but believe me, my job is hard. Yeah. And if I, I don't, and and it, it it can be long. It can be just driving me crazy. When I leave at the end of the day, I just want to get out of the. I want to go outside. I, I need some sunshine. I can't, <laughs> I can't be in this building any longer. And, and, and yeah, if I don't produce, I lose my job. Yeah. Now, you're sitting saying 12%, 22% uh, proficiency yeah. rate. Okay, if I 
succeeded in fixing problems, only 12 to 22%, I will be gone in less than two or three months. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I, I, <laughs> you, you I won't have, have a job. No, you That's don't. Amazing. You don't. And look, and, and you can even go into the SAT scores. The SAT mm-hmm. scores, you know, they started, you know, tracking these in 1972, I believe. And no, no progress. Pretty much the same scores across the board yeah. as of 2019. Like, well, it's inexplicable to use that word. And not only that, look, if they were just going to focus on, all right, let's focus on math and science. Well, even science is like propaganda too. It's just like, but let's focus on, here's the thing, man. Like, where do you, where do you turn? It's like, well, math, you really can't screw up math. You really can't mess with that from a, from a propaganda perspective. And that may be true, but you can with geography. You can with mm-hmm. science, social studies, history, civics, mm-hmm. economics. I mean, <laughs> because you can oh, look yeah, at it and be like, Especially economics. On. Yeah. Government. Yeah, don't forget government. Precisely. And it's like, look, if, if it was just straight-laced and said, okay, from an economics perspective, we're going to talk about Adam Smith. We're going to talk about Maynard Keynes. We're going to talk about Milton Friedman. We're going to talk about you know, Hayek, we're going to talk about all of their theories. And then we're going to talk about, but it's not that it's, well, I prefer this theory. So this is what I'm going to teach, or, you know, this is what the government is telling us to teach. And from a history perspective, well, we know what's going on there from a government perspective, kids, you know, I made reference to it earlier, but everybody thinks that we live in a freaking democracy. And it's just like, we don't live in a democracy. We have democratic principles within the country but we're an extended Republic. We're 50 States. We're not all just one whole country. And I was looking at a book earlier today. It was like, why we need to get rid of the electoral college. I'm like, you are saying you the whole premise of your book is based on you not understanding what the founding fathers created. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The founding fathers looked at, pure democracy. They saw the danger of pure democracy. They had several thousand years of history to look at. Those guys received a classical education and they knew what worked and what did not work. They, they, you know, what's that saying about uh, standing on the shoulders of, of uh, great, great men, men or yeah. you're right. Okay. Well, they, they were standing on the shoulders of many great men mm-hmm. who had tried things in the past that didn't work and listen to those that would tell them, okay, this works, this does not work, here's the warning, don't do this. Mm-hmm. They looked at what happened in Greece, in France, England, and you know, Rome, Israel. They they saw all that and yeah. and, and they, they realized there are some things that we can try and some things that we should not try. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we don't want to do is have a pure democracy. Um, and and we don't want a monarch. So, you know, and, and, you know, the, 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 the statesmen, the original 13 states, they did not want a strong central government for a very good reason. There, right. there were some, but, but not that many. At the beginning, you know, you had a lot of federalists. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, there was a fight between the federalists and the anti-federalists. You know, many people were not too hip on the Constitution. George Mason did not sign the Constitution. Right. 
but we have, you know, the Constitution exists, but the one thing that they did not want was a very powerful central, central government, government ruling, yeah, ruling yeah. over and states that were so far away. Right. What is what is the height of centralization? And I don't think people, and I was discussing that with my brother and, and friend of mine yesterday, James, who is a teacher and a really good teacher, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. What is the height of centralization? It is all power put in the hands of one man. That is the path that we have been going toward. And I don't think people see it. They don't see it because it's slow. It's such a slow progress here in the U.S. Why? Because, for, because the way we have constructed our government impedes that, unlike all these other countries. But I want I, I want to move on, dude. Because I'm we're just now yeah. we're just getting to the point where I'm just <laughs> going buck wild. I want to I want to encourage I want to encourage parents to know that yes, you can do it. That there is a lot at stake. There is your children's mind at stake. Um, another thing is sex education has been going on for a long time in the public schools. And a friend of mine, she's super far left. God bless her heart. But she posted about in in um, in defense of teaching such ed- sex education and how it protects you know these kids from you know not getting pregnant or not getting STDs. And I was like, actually, studies have found that the moment they started teaching sex education in schools, the teen pregnancy rate skyrocketed, and it has never gone down. It continues to go up. So, quit with your BS. You know, look into things. Also. Theory of evolution, very interesting theory. I think it should be taught, but I also think that two other theories, and you know, I believe one of them, you know, specifically creationism, but I think the creationism theory and the intelligent design theory should be taught in schools. They're not. Are they both the same? Huh? No. No, creationism is saying that God created all that took place. Intelligent design is just instituting a, there has to be some type of intelligence behind all of this. And it talks about, it focuses primarily on the fine tuning of the universe and everything within it. So it gives you all of this, like it points you to more or less God without saying it is God, but it goes, instead of going from God down, it goes from, uh, from, more or less the like what we experience every day up to God. Does that make sense? From instead of top yeah, down, it's yeah. uh, it's bottom up. So it takes See, all I, this I, stuff. I use because I use I use intelligent design to prove the existence of a God. Correct. Yeah. In terms of intelligent design, I state that if there is, you know, that if if there's an intelligence behind all this, then that means that proves that there is a God. Yeah. And if there is a God, why wouldn't God want to announce Himself mm-hmm. in the form of a man and and introduce Himself and and tell people, hey, listen, uh, you know, don't listen to all these man-made rules. That's not what this is all about. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It just for me, it just makes sense. And and you're using logic and reason, which are also you know, there, you know, logic, reason, philosophy, that was something that was taught in the medieval era. That mm-hmm. was very important. Aristotle, uh, one of the biggest, uh, not too big of a fan of Plato, but Aristotle had a profound effect. Yeah. Not only in, 
in Christian uh, Europe, but also in the uh, in the uh, Islamic uh, Islamic Golden Yeah, age. yeah, they were big fans of Aristotle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, um, speaking speaking of, I I want to, like I said, I wanted to encourage the parents because I don't want it to just feel like okay, this is just a public school bashing session. Let's go ahead and I want to give some just some sources that parents can use um, and check check this stuff out um, for homeschooling. There's one great resource that is easily accessible to teach your kids how to do the things that you yourself may not be good at. I am not good at math. I'm not good at science. So if I had kids, I would say, hey, how about we go on YouTube and let's check out how this guy is doing these math problems. There are so many great educators on YouTube. Uh, so I highly encourage parents to check out and like, you know, you can create your own playlist um, and your own sources and be like, okay, we're going to use this uh, in order to teach my kids how to do pre-algebra, algebra, you know, all this stuff, um, and then go into science. There is so much at your fingertips. Um, there is an, a, a few others. You can go to Coursera, that's C-O-U-R. S-E-R-A. You can check that out. They've got a lot of courses that you can sign up for pretty cheap. Uh, you can go to Khan Academy. You can check that out. That's K-H-A-N. Um, you can also, even edX. edX, if you had like, if you've got high schoolers and maybe you've got kids that are like really wanting to get deep into certain stuff, you can go check out edX and they've got a ton of universities that have their professors and you can, you know, some of the, the courses are free. Some of them you have to pay like $80, $150, you know, somewhere in there, but you're being taught by these university professors from UC Berkeley, Harvard, Yale, um, all, all types of places. So there are a lot of sources out there. Uh, if you've got kids, Alan, we just interviewed someone who makes books for kids. Yes, the Tuttle. Tuttle Twins, the Tuttle, yeah. Tuttle Twins, yeah. Yeah, Connor Boyack. So mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's. they've been writing these books, and these are from a really a libertarian perspective. Um, but they give you the sort of the classical liberal education um, based on really thorough, just, just research. Um, I know he said that their first book was based on Frederick Bastiat's The Law, um, which he wrote, I think, mid-18th century. Um, And so, you know, this is some really good stuff that's out there. Um, Do you have, do you have any, like, do you have any specific people that you like to go to, maybe even books, that you would say, hey, uh, especially maybe even from a historical perspective or maybe even economics perspective, like what are some suggestions that you would give parents to say, Hey, I would read some of this. Uh, I mean, you know, the landmark books, um, uh, are examples of, uh, of good history books they, and, and they don't, they don't dwell just on world war two. They do dwell on other historical, the historical figures, uh, Alexander the great, the, uh, the uh, astronauts, you know, the original astronauts uh, here in the United States, mm-hmm. um, political figures, historical figures, Davy Crockett, Daniel Boone, 
So just a whole a whole range of different people. And there's one book that I really like. It's about uh, the United Nations, how it was formed. Hmm. Um, started off pretty good, but then it, it kind of went downhill from there. Yeah. But uh, landmark the landmark series books. Now, granted, these these came out at least when I was in elementary school and junior high. And, you know, we're talking back in the 70s. So mm-hmm. they've, they've been around for a while, but they're not infected by uh, political correctness or cancel culture. Yeah. The books <laughs> are God. actually. Yeah. I mean, one of uh, one of the guys who wrote uh, some of these books. You know, OK, the great American fighter pilots of World War Two. This one has a foreword by a flying tiger. Uh, he wrote the book God is My Co-Pilot, mm-hmm. uh, Robert, Robert Lee Scott Jr. Um, now, he, he writes a foreword in that book. Uh, you have uh, Robert Leckie, who wrote a couple of books, uh, one on the Korean War, the other one on Iwo Jima. Mm-hmm. Robert Leckie actually was a Marine who fought in the Pacific during World War II. Um, if you watched the HBO miniseries the Pacific, he's one of the main characters. Yeah. Hmm. So um, he, he's written quite a few books. Um, in fact, one of these uh, Revolutionary War books that I have read called George Washington's War was written by Robert Leckie. So yeah. uh, those those are books. Those are books that I would recommend. Now, in terms of books today, wow, I can't really think of of no? where that they where they can turn. I, right. I really don't, to be exactly. honest. Um, and that's because, shameful. Yeah, you know, and and then one of the things that I always tell people is, is if you can get if you can get a book that was an actual book that was made prior to say the eighties, mm-hmm. it probably hasn't been infected. Yeah. If the book, if the actual book in your hand was printed before nineteen eighty, it probably has not been infected by any type of political correctness. I can't, I can't guarantee anything after, especially after the year 2000. Yeah. It's incredible. um, It's incredible. Um, here are a couple of other, uh, references. So I watch a, a history channel on YouTube called Epic History TV. This goes through like a lot of the war scenes. So I've watched the Napoleonic Wars, I really thoroughly enjoy this. And so, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to teach your kids, you know, like the military history, this would be a really good, because they do a really good job of giving you a step-by-step of what happened during these famous battles. Um, And a lot of, like, the mindset of what was going on between um, Britain and Russia and Prussia, France, Spain, all that. Uh, so really a lot of, a lot of information and we've actually had, I think a couple of authors who are in uh, connection with sort of connection, Epic History TV, because one of their, uh, one of their affiliates is Osprey Publishing. Uh, so we've had some authors who have come mm-hmm. from Osprey Publishing or who write for Osprey Publishing as guests. Um, so parents, if you're wondering, okay, Dustin, Alan, how do I actually even go about uh, putting everything together? That's, I'm not worried about uh, conducting, you know, teaching math or finding sources and all that stuff. But how do I put all this stuff together? A really good source that you can check out. And she's really great. She's actually out in California. Her name is Christy Clover. 
Uh, she, you can you can go check out her website, christyclover.com, uh, and check out some of her videos of how she sort of lines out her year. It's like 32 weeks. She's like, this is how I line out my year. It makes it very simple, very easy. And uh, just just go from there and you will, it, it really simplifies. So she makes it, she makes it to where she's teaching you how to simplify your year, regardless of how, you know, what age of your student, because she thinks she has like, she's like, she's like four or five kids, right? So they're all of different ages. Uh, and so she's like, this is how I teach, you know, my elementary age kid. Uh, this is how I teach my junior high kids. So it's, it's very different. So she teaches you all of that. And I think that if you have somebody teaching you has already been there, done that and been successful, I think that's the person you should be talking to or, or listening to. Um, I, had, I, I wanted to mention, I wanted to mention real quick, mm-hmm. uh, before, before we forget, um, you, you asked me about a couple of authors and, and, or books that people can read. Um, I, I do want to state that if you are, uh, a Texan and you want to teach your kids Texas history, there's, there's two names that come to mind. One of whom we've interviewed mm-hmm. Stephen Harden. Yeah. He's great. Okay? S- Stephen Harden. This guy is, he loves Texas. Yeah. And he's not going to feed your kids anti-Texas um, hero material. He he will tell you the good and the bad, right? But he's not going to he's not going to spoon feed you the bad. And this is it. And this is all you need to know. Bad, bad, bad. Yeah. Um, the other the other guy is Frank X Tolbert. Uh, Frank X, and when I say X, it's like you know X-ray X dot. Okay. Frank X Tolbert. <laughs> I think we got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's written also a couple of of Texas history books. Okay. Um, now I also I I like not as your sole um, book to read, but it's a good companion to keep with you. And they are the politically incorrect guides. Mm. I can't stress that enough. Okay. You you you're gonna want you don't want those only because you're, you're getting one side. But if you're reading a textbook and you're getting all this information, it's like, going, wow, why are we even celebrating this person? Go grab yourself the politically incorrect guide and read that in addition to the, the, uh, the other book that you're reading and compare them mm-hmm. and you'll get, you'll get, um, I think a more broad education yeah. of, of the subject that you're reading about. Awesome. Good stuff. Um, and of course you can always reach out to us. You can always reach out to our good friend who I had on the show on Instagram Thursday night, Joe Wolverton. He actually does, uh, this type of stuff for a living. He's a professional tutor. Um, so, um, you can get a hold of him and find him at teacher of Liberty. You can check him out on Instagram. I know that's exactly where you can find him. And I think you can go to teacheroflibertycom too. He sent me uh, an article that he just wrote regarding July 4th. And man, he just, he let some, he let people know how the cow eats the cabbage. And it was a really powerful article. Um, so I did a video. I did a video for my Texas, um, my, my Tuesday night history live. Um, if anybody wants, you know, a good background of, of how the 4th of July and, you know, the period, the, the, the year prior 1776, you know, before and after the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I give a pretty thorough history education on, on on why people need to celebrate the Fourth of July Independence yeah. Day because mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't a simple okay here's a document let's just sign it uh, we're declaring our independence from the Confederates 
That's not how it worked. Jeez. That's amazing. So, yeah. Um, Ignor- but I, hey, I, hey, ladies and gentlemen, ignorance is not bliss, by the way. <laughs> yeah, especially in history. Because if what what's the saying? If you don't know your history... You're doomed to repeat it. And that's exactly go. where we're going. A friend of mine reached out to me, sent me a video, and it was pretty alarming. Um, it was it was a video done by Vox, V-O-X, which I'm not a big fan of. I know they're extremely left-leaning, extremely left-leaning, mm-hmm. but it's a very powerful documentary video. And I've seen a number of their documentary videos, and they do a very good job. Um, and, uh, and I'm like, man, this is, you know, pretty powerful stuff. And so... He was like, this should be, he's like, this should be on our do not repeat list. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you're telling me, I was like, that's exactly uh, what I was thinking. And so that is the, but it's the exact path that we're on because we're doing the same exact things, which Mm -hmm. is so dangerous. But if we're not really paying attention or if we've been taught not to think, but to do more or less, we just insert your words into my brain and I will abide, you know, we've gotten into this, uh, memorization culture to where you're only learning for the test itself. And then after that, you're like, I don't know anything else. You know, you aren't learning to think. And so if you can't learn to think, you're not going to think on your own, you're going to become the sheep and you're just going right. to go with the crowd. You're going to go with the flow. Like I have no, I was thinking of, of somebody, you know, this week who's on my, my personal Instagram. I, you know, she's a friend of mine, but mm-hmm. I see some of the stuff that she posts and I'm like, you have not had a single thought of your own. And I don't know how long, maybe your entire life for all I know, but I know that you haven't had a single thought of your own lately in a long time. So, and that's a lot of what's going on. So ladies and gentlemen, this is not a public school bashing session. Um, but I think that part of the problem, one of the major parts of the problem within the nation is the public education system. It's government education. And if you look into how we have continued to change the way that we teach kids from English to history, to math, to science, like we just utilize them every four or five years as guinea pigs. This is very dangerous. Like some kids get a good education and we're like, oh, let's change some stuff and let's screw up their education for a little while. And that is what's going, that's what's been going on for a while. So I highly encourage you to look in a different direction, look in the direction to where the light is coming from. And also keep in mind that this is not for anything else but a battle for your brain and your mind, for your children's brains and their minds. Those are pretty separate. You know, you can have a really smart brain, mathematically, scientifically, all that, but you don't have your own mind. And that is what we, we just, we just, we want kids, the next generation, this generation is not lost, but there are a lot of kids out there and young people out there who are lost and they're not even lost in their own thoughts. They're lost in other people's thoughts. Um, so just, if you got any questions, please don't hesitate, hesitate to reach out to us. You can reach us at the sons of history at gmail.com. Um, you can always email us there or you can just direct messages on Facebook or Instagram and we are more than available. Um, so, uh, Alan, if you don't have anything else, we'll end up the show. 
I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I think you've uh, presented some very good points. So, Well, fantastic. Um, and I hope that we were helpful uh, with not just, I didn't want it to be a complaint session without any solutions because that's stupid. Uh, so um, as we always do, we end on a scripture. And this scripture is one that we've used before because we know how important it is. Proverbs 22 and 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So um, you, as the parent, need to make sure that your child is being trained up in the way that they should go in the rest of their life and not do as what um, Professor Anthony Sutton had once said in an interview about education in the public school system. He said the function of education is to develop the individual, not to develop a state machine. So powerful statement. It reminds reminds me of the conversation I had with a buddy of mine who is unfortunately of a left-wing nature. And when we were discussing um, the disadvantages that a lot of uh, black kids have, and I said, well, what about school choice? And he's like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. We have to work with with what we have. And, you know, I was kind of like, well, I mean, but that's not going to work for some people. It's like going up and saying, like, um, how are you going to get to school if your car is broken? Like, if your car is broken, how are you going to get to school? Are you going to, Are you, you want me to give you a ride to, to school? No, absolutely not. We're going to work with what we've got. She's like, the system is broken. You can't work with it. Right. It's failing you. Well, we're just going to have to work with it. Then you are sentencing another generation to the same exact fate. That's, That's the logic. Exactly right. That is the yeah. logic. Yeah. And it's illogical. And I know here recently, um, what, you know, Gover- Governor Cuomo is very pro more charter schools, right? And the N- NAACP stepped in and was like, no, we don't need, you know, uh, more charter schools. And obviously the unions were like, no, but all the parents, there were like a ton of parents. There's a huge backlash against the NAACP saying, uh, no, we do need more charter schools because we want our kids to have school choice. You guys can check that out and research that, um, if you want to, but yeah, look, parents do parents themselves do want better choices for their children. It's so common sense. Um, and it just should be the case. And one of those options should be taking your kids out of the school and, you know, teaching them on your own, which we highly encourage. So, all right, Alan, where can people find us? Huh? Uh, well, I was going to say, I mean, if that's, (laughs) uh, if that's what it takes, I mean, that's, then that's what needs to be done. Yeah. Okay. Where can they find us? They can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and we also have our very own website, www.thesonsofhistory.com. You can also find us on the Epic Times. Uh, I believe you just sent, you just released a uh, document, um, or something you're talking about the uh, the pastors and everything I, I, I believe so yeah that was one so. that uh yeah that one that one actually did really well my last one too really um did very well people were um many of them were like yeah this is exactly how i feel about certain things and uh yeah mm-hmm. pretty straightforward type of stuff so 
Well, they can, uh, let's see, I have my Tuesday night history live. Beautiful. And I, uh, I recommend people um, watch it. It's Tuesday, 9 o'clock Central Time, mm-hmm. 10 o'clock Eastern Time. It's on, it's on our Facebook page, The Sons of History. And um, if, if we are planning on uh, me and this uh, gentleman who is part of the BLM movement, mm-hmm. um, there might be a very good choice. There might be a very good chance that we're going to have a debate. We're going to see if we can get it to work this, uh, this Tuesday. Then he and I will have a debate. Um, uh, he will be taking things from the black point of view. I'll take things from the white point of view. And the main, the main goal is to communicate. Mm-hmm. Uh, communication is how you get things to work. So, Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, sounds good. Yeah, and I do a Thursday night session every Thursday night on Instagram Live, 9 p.m. Central Time as well. Uh, so, yeah, check us out if you haven't yet. And, ladies and gentlemen, that brings our show to a close. We hope that you have a great week. Mm-hmm.